This is Carlos Arroyo, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. Alright, Lemonheads, what's up? It's your boy Fungus, Lemon City Live, Evening Juice, Season 8, Episode 33. I'm joined today by our newest uh, Lemonhead, Jake Gibson over here, coming fresh off his first assignment. How's it going, Jake? Oh, I'm happy to be here, man. This past weekend over at Homestead Miami Speedway was an absolute blast, and uh, I'm super excited to talk about it here with you tonight. That's what's up, man. We're going to get into that in a little bit. If you're watching, thank you for watching, everybody. You're watching on our Facebook, on our Twitter, or, of course, on the Five Reasons YouTube network. Shout out to Five Reasons Sports. So before we get into actual talking sports, you know, sometimes we like to get a little silly over here. Mm-hmm. I have a, a funny current event that I want to I get your take on, Jake. Okay. Uber Eats. Are you are you an Uber Eats guy? Do you Uber Eats a lot of stuff? Or I do not Uber Eats. I, no. I, I really don't do the Uber Eats and DoorDash and DoorDash thing. I I, I don't do those. Oh honestly. man, more right, of a well, you know, more of a you know cook a nice meal at home kind of guy. That's um, that's that's the the way to go, bro. That's the way yeah. to go. That 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 at home stuff. But you mm-hmm. know, not everybody can can have that homegrown stuff. You know what I mean? So it, mm-hmm. Uber Eats now will be delivering. Weed in Toronto. They're, I guess they they are starting. They're 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 testing out that market. They're gonna start delivering weed because you know weed's legal in Canada, mm-hmm. re- recreationally. So they're starting to deliver weed in Toronto. What is your take on that? Uh, well, I'm assuming that the demand for something like this would be is astronomically high. Oh, so the sure. demand is there. We'll we'll see how it goes with the supply, especially in a place like Canada, where they're going to get it and how they're and how this is going to happen. Who can sign up to do it and all that? But um, oh man, y'all, it's y'all, definitely see... a crazy idea. It's a crazy idea that can open up to brand new jobs and brand new companies that specialize in that, not yeah. just in Toronto, but in the United mm-hmm. States and maybe even all over the world. I'm interested in seeing, and I don't know. You said you you don't use Uber Eats, but when you open it up, you can see. Mm-hmm different types of foods right you see tacos pizza whatever Mm -hmm. i want to see what they're gonna have like just a big weed plant like the chronic (laughs) album dr dre you know that's uh i'm interested in seeing that you know that canadian kush has got to be pretty popular over there if they're starting to uh to deliver weed so i I can only imagine i i I haven't met many many canadians but you know you never know until you go up there and you see it True that. That's very true. But um, we'll see. I wonder. I wonder what's going to be the the first market to mm-hmm. be introduced to uh to that to that uh what's it Colorado. called Colorado. Well, the first American could, market. I mean. Could could you imagine a small business in a state like Colorado or California doing that? I feel like it, it's one of those small businesses that turn into corporate conglomerates like like uh, yeah. Nest and. Uh, and and those small business like like a Shark Tank, you know, you you walk up mm-hmm. to the guys in Shark Tank. All right, I know we all love weed, but how about not having to get off your chair to get <laughs> yeah. the weed? All right, million dollar investment. Oh, for sure, I, I would be very interested to see that episode of Shark Tank. You know what I mean? <laughs> but 
that's you know I don't know that, what what would sports turn into if you didn't have to leave your couch to get your weed and watch your sports? You know, I, I, I think know. I think sports betting would take the industry would probably grow, mm-hmm. but wins would probably drop by a lot. Yeah, hella drop. <laughs> All right, man. So as we do every week, we got our juices and we got our phonies. All right. So let's start off with let's start off with some phonies. I want to end on a high note. So mm-hmm. who's your phony of the week, Jake? All right. My phony of the week is going to be the side judge referee who called the interception by Noah Igbenogany in the Sunday night football game. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolphins versus Steelers, the final defensive play for the Dolphins. The side judge who ruled that pick incomplete. And then he had to have a discussion with the other referees and be like, oh, I, I screwed up. It's actually a pick. And this game is over. When you look at it on replay, it's it's you know, it's as clear as day. It was an interception. Mm-hmm. He was looking right at it. You know? Yeah, he was right there. Yeah. I I I myself and my dad were shocked that it even had to go down to a discussion between like three or four referees that, oh, you know, his feet were in, he was maintaining possession. It's an yeah. inter- it's an interception. Yeah, you know, if you're watching at home, you get the benefit of, you know, zoomed in camera, instant replay, all of that. So we weren't worried at home. But yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're there, if you're the players or somebody in the stands, you had to be a little worried. It's like a mini heart. It's like a mini heartbreak. You know, you thought the game Mm -hmm. was won. The ref says no, incomplete. You're you're bummed as hell. And then and then the announcement comes. Oh, the ruling on the field is the pass was intercepted. Instant joy, instant gratification that. I that you survived watching the second half of that game, and for sure. And I bet you the amount of people that can pronounce Igbenogamy's name now has mm. increased by at least thirty percent. I will be honest. I I was, I I will admit my phoniness for the longest <laughs> time. I I've I thought Igbenogamy was a bust. You did. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I was not mm-hmm. a big fan of Noah. Um. Up until that point where he decided to prove me yeah. and probably a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of other people wrong. So shout out to him. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it takes for a week that referee. It takes some guys a little longer to figure out the game. You know, he was mm-hmm. last year was his rookie season, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, it, it, it now in his uh, in his uh, sophomore season is when he's able to finally start, learn the game and, and step up, make plays. You know, but yeah, a lot of people were not sold on him based off of his play as a rookie, mm-hmm. which nowadays, you know what I mean? A lot of these guys, they hit the ground running and they yeah. are making plays from their rookie season. But that's not really, that's not the norm. You know, no. that, that's not the norm. So yeah, I'm teams glad that, like us and yeah. the Bengals, you know, they, they were blessed with amazing rookie seasons by Waddle and uh, Jamar oh, Chase, for sure. Who, you know, in their first in their first season, like mm-hmm. broke records. And uh, yeah, not yeah. every rookie is going to have that luxury, especially in a position like corner, where you're consistently going to have to match up with some of the star players in the NFL. Yeah. All right, man. So my uh, my phony, if you're a fan of a team, you have to be able to be critical of your team. You can't just always be rah rah. You know what I mean? When your team is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, you should be able to step up and tell them so. So mm-hmm. my phony goes out to my FC Barcelona. It breaks my heart. They were eliminated from the Champions yeah. League, and now they got to go play in the Europa League. Hopefully they can at least, you know, take away uh, uh, a championship in the Europa League, but mm-hmm. that didn't work out so well for them last season. But this season they have a whole new slew of guys. 
I guess it's still it's still early in the season for yeah. uh, for soccer, so it's taking I guess it's taking them a bit longer to figure out how to play with each other, and they haven't fully meshed yet, which um, was fully shown in their exit from Champions League today. So and, Barcelona. And, and that's all before the uh, that's all before the the FIFA the FIFA World Cup coming up coming up real soon. I think we're not we're not mm-hmm. even that far away at this point in uh, Qatar a winter. World Cup. It, it, yeah, we're like it feels, we're it feel uh, real, you know. We're we're less than a month away, but less than a month. Yeah, yeah, but that's international. Um, that's international uh, countries playing against mm. each other. You know, FC Barcelona is is club level. It's a different. Yeah. It's a different sort of dynamic. But yeah, man. So hopefully Barcelona can figure it out. And they can they can land on my juice list later on in the season. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. So for you, who's got your juice this week? My juice is taking it back to my alma mater of FIU. Talking about uh-huh. quarterback Grayson James. Yeah. 306 passing yards, two rushing touchdowns, one passing touchdown, one pick. He had an absolutely monster game, for especially for someone like Grayson James, who has taken a lot of time to get himself settled in as QB1 of FIU. Already kind of a rough season, but they had a uh, a blowout win against the Charlotte 49ers on the road to sort of balance out their season again. And now they have another nationally televised game this upcoming Friday against the uh, University of North Texas. And there you go. FIU's a great great story, you know? Yeah, man. North Texas is always a tough, a tough play. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. I'm going to bring on our, our, our guy, Xavier, Xavier. My bad, bro. Edwin usually sends you the link, and I completely forgot since he's not joining us today. Oh, <laughs> you, you don't have to say that on the air. You don't have to say that on the air. I'm an FIU alum. There and, you go. And, and I'm surprised that they haven't been better with recruiting in football. I mean, maybe you get the second or third tier here, which is still yeah. really good. But mm-hmm. maybe you get some people from other places that want to come down here. You know, they, yeah. they won't make FSU. Yeah. They won't make uh, UM. They, 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 they can't make it in Florida, but, but they're still pretty good players. So I don't know what the deal is with that. Well, I, I've heard a lot of things about the football program as far as yeah. that, they really don't and, care too much about it. And you know that 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 was the, that was a ginormous sort of topic of interest in FIU for the past couple of years, especially when Butch Davis was running the football team and how mm-hmm. he uh, how he went on record as he was going to get fired. Right, this was a year ago, about a year yeah. ago, around the end of the season, he went on record against FIU athletics. T- sort of calling them out for not giving him and his scouts enough resources, enough money yeah. to go on the road and recruit uh, people from like uh, other sides of the state and even, even across the country. And you know, he, he went on record on this, uh, like a very serious rant that when I was the director of sports, Panther, I was like, Oh my God, what's this guy <laughs> doing? He's like revealing all the secrets that we're not supposed to know about. Yeah. And love it. Again, love there, it. Good. The, um, good. There's the fact that, that led FIU to the point where we football. are now. Yeah, and FIU football, again, if you're a recruit and you want to look towards FIU and look at their past, past of FIU is not great the last few years, you know, going 0-5 <laughs> well, in the COVID year, 1-11 the, the year after. Past. Yeah, but, you, you know, you can't, like, you can't really take that into account. The COVID year, I mean, come on. The COVID would have screwed up any school, and FIU yeah. just happened to get – Hit really hard where they had really to hard. they had to bring on a bunch of walk on players. There was at one point, the the uh, like half of the starting squad were walk on players. Mm-hmm. 
you know, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but but not too much. It was a lot of players that were that were starting, that were walk-ons. Now, a big reason why FIU struggles, they're a lot better this season than they were the past couple of seasons, but they're still struggling a little bit. They're mm-hmm. still growing. They have the youngest team in the whole country. Yeah. There are 40 nice. players. Yeah. They have 40 players that are playing in other schools that were originally FIU recruits and that, that they left during the transfer portal. Shout out to my my guy Eric Henry for for that that tidbit right there. So that yeah. just goes to show you the struggles that FIU has had. And and but um props to props to Coach Mike, man. They're they're doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that's why uh juice for the week is Grayson James had balled out go. against Charlotte, blowout win on mm-hmm. the road. You know, feels good, especially with the other team in Miami that's that's kind of the exact so well. opposite right now as They're far as struggling. the fan base getting excited. They're not excited over at Corrigan. Jake, Jake and Xavier, fun fact. When Grayson uh, James was still a senior in high school, he uh, he was a three-star recruit. He hadn't he hadn't, deci- he hadn't uh, voiced where he was going to go yet, right? He hadn't announced. And FIU had announced that they had landed a three-star quarterback, but they just they didn't say who it was. Nobody knew who it was yet. Yeah. So I did some research and I found that he was the only three-star recruit that hadn't announced yet. So I, I, I take pride and that's, that's really the only news I've ever broken as a, as a member <laughs> of Lemon City. <laughs> so you did that, some that, investigative I, reporting there. You put it together. I did. And I was, su- I was surprised that nobody had figured that out because it was pretty easy to find. I just went on the website that yeah. saw all the quarterbacks and he was, yeah, he was the they only three-star that I hadn't declared. I remember when uh, Butch Davis ran the two quarterback system. It would bring in Max Bordenschlager and then Grayson yeah. James, take him in, take him out. And I thought that's so weird. That's a that's a weird offensive mm-hmm. mindset that I don't think anyone would do. And then you go to the NFL and the New Orleans Saints did that all the damn time with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. And yeah, it's very weird. It's it's a very weird connection to college, the NFL. But what do they say yeah, when you do that? When you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. You have mm-hmm. zero. Xavier. We were doing our our phonies and our juice. So we already did our phonies. You got a phony for us? Oh, wow. Um, let me see who's going to be my phony. You got mine, me. Yeah, you got so me. My, got mine was, mine was my, my FC Barcelona because obviously they got eliminated from Champions League. Jake's mm-hmm. was um, was uh, the line judge that called Igbenogany uh, out of bounds or that he – Got, and he was standing yeah. right there. And he was standing right, right there. there. <laughs> it had to be the other guy that was that had a good angle too, but was like yeah. he's a good eight yards away. I mean, mm-hmm. it was obvious he was in. Uh, my phony. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Where are we gonna go with? Let's see. Uh, the people are still questioning Tua, despite mm-hmm. uh, his record. I, I read somewhere. My quarterback. Don't call me. That he's like <laughs> twelve and one or something. The last he's, I don't know yeah. in the last games. I mean, I think he's ten and two as a starter. Yeah, the guy's just winning, and yeah. and you win a little ugly, but he just came back from mm-hmm. from how many weeks? He was what three weeks off mm-hmm. without um, participating, and uh, he came in and, and he did what he had to do at the, at the beginning of the game. They looked great, uh, but you know as the win game went on, it wasn't so great. He he made he still makes some mistakes where he's been really lucky this season. Yeah, where he's thrown mm-hmm. interceptions that have been dropped. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have, I would say, from the, from the games I've seen, he could have a good six or seven interceptions, maybe eight, that I, that I remember, I recall, being dropped. So mm-hmm. my phone here, the people are still questioning him as a winner. You yeah. know, the, the guy wins. The guy wins. He's the best thing we've had uh, since Marino. And I'll say because Tannehill took six, seven seasons 
I, I always saw potential in him, but it it just wasn't, you know, fast enough. This guy is his third year. He really never played his first season. So is this mm. really his second year? And then he was hurt. So, you know, he hasn't had a lot of uh, game experience and he's winning. He's doing well. So yeah. I, I, those are my phonies. The people are still questioning him. You know, he's a good coach. Give him some time. Give him yeah. Some time. Mm-hmm. Love to. We, we were we were literally just saying about Ibn, Ibn Agony when he first started with the Dolphins. You know, he wasn't, he didn't hit the ground running. It took him a little bit of time to figure out the NFL game. And now he's, well, how old was he? Was, he was 18, 19, or he's nine, he was 19 or something. Like he was super young. He was he was not the yeah. average uh, twenty one year old that they bring in. He's I think yeah. he's twenty, isn't he? Or he just turned twenty one. He's no, young. I mean, you, you got to play college. Season, right? You got to play college for uh, like at least two seasons, I think. You can you leave at nineteen. NFL. You can leave at nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I know he was really young, and, and yeah. he's showing. You you don't want to lose a number one draft pick like that because he had been playing really bad. His thing yeah. is 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 the mental. I think it's just grasping they said he was a receiver mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and he transitioned because he's physically very gifted he has all the tools so yeah. hopefully he, he's a you know he works his way late bloomer but blooms for, for exactly Miami. exactly yeah all right so uh who, who's your juice my juice this is gonna go home you know close to home i, I am i was born in colombia i came and and i'm american citizen but i came when i was six years old so mm-hmm. i've been in the country for a long time you know but uh, my juice today is the Colombian U-17 national girls. I'm not going to say women's team, girls mm-hmm. team, because they're under 17. They just made the final in the World Cup in India. They're going to play in Spain yeah. on, on Sunday, on Sunday morning here. And, and the great thing about that is the first team, you know, in any category to make a FIFA World Cup final. That's awesome, and, man. I saw wow. you tweet that. That's, that's and, and, amazing. And the big, thing, the big thing about that and the props to these women – is that they don't have a, a, a true professional league. They don't get the support, financial support. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. get the, the support from the actual uh, Colombian uh, association. You know, they, they don't put their money behind them. They haven't put the resources. They don't have the training grounds. They don't have the, the, the training space. They don't have the, the development information that all these other teams in Colombia have, you know, the, the men's team, and they haven't done crap. The, anything, the only thing they've, they've ever won was Copa America 2001, and it was because, you know, there's an asterisk there because Argentina didn't take the first team. You know, some other teams mm-hmm. didn't send their first teams. They send their under-23s because at that point they were scared because there was stuff going on in Colombia. They thought, you know, they could get things could get bad on yeah. them. So they sent the scrubs to, to get killed and something <laughs> happened. But, and Colombia ended up winning, and they won well. They won well. Um, yeah. But my, my point is that these guys have all the resources. We got guys playing. I've always said the talent is there in Colombia. Mm-hmm. And, and should have done something already by this point in time. I think it's always a mentality. And these women, these girls have such heart, so much faith, so much confidence. And Linda Caicedo, she's the 17-year-old. She plays at the U-17, U-20s, and then the first team. She's a star. She's nice. going to be – she's yeah. among the top players in the world right now. And and she's amazing. And she's going. She's just going to go – going to be a, a mega superstar. So the team – that team is my uh, juice. They got the juice, man. They got me hyped. If if they're to win the World Cup against Spain, which are the favorites, that that would be amazing, you know. And it shows that there is talent and and it can be done. That the men have never done it because they don't have any type of of, of mentality to do something mm. like that because they have everything else, everything else to do it, and they've never done. It. And these women came out here with all these obstacles and all these things against them, 
and they did it just like like all these women that that you know um well i'm not gonna get into a big thing here but but they, they're showing that you know they got the guts they got the guts and they got the juice there you go man all right my juice goes to the miami dolphins defense Mm, all right. Sure. I remember last week I said if Tua's gonna win this game, he's gotta play conservatively. He can't go out there, mm-hmm. try to gunsling, and that's exactly what he did. And he almost lost the game <laughs> by throwing by 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 almost throwing four interceptions that were all dropped by the Steelers. Thank God. But you know who didn't drop interceptions? The Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. right? The and the and the Steelers' last two drives they were in Dolphins territory, and. And threatening to score and to tie either to tie or take the lead, and the, what did the Dolphins do? They took away they took away the ball and stopped that that mo that Steeler momentum. Yeah. So shout out to the Miami Dolphins defense for getting it done. And people have been shitting on them uh, recently because they they're giving up a lot of big plays and things like that. Yeah. But you know when they really need to step up, they usually do in tight games. You know if if. The, if the offense is not going to help out and you're playing a, another high-powered offense, you know, there's only so much a defense can do. But in games yeah. like this, they step up, man. Everybody and, injured. Yeah. Yeah. Pri- it's, it's prior nice to the uh, prior to that Sunday night game, the Dolphins' defense only had, like, what, two, two interceptions, I believe, prior to that game. And mm-hmm. how many times did they, did they get the pick on Pickett? Like, uh, I, I believe it was three. Yeah, yeah, three. One in the first half, which turned into a, a field goal, yeah. and then the two in the second half, and, the, and the last yeah. one by Ignogby, basically sealing the game. So, yeah, shout out, oh. shout out to the defense. They were they were the real hero of that game, yeah, and, and you know Just, you got, you got to give two of the pass. He, he he looked rusty, but he, he did, did look rusty, and that's why win. and that's why I said last week that he needed to play conservatively. You mm-hmm. know, the defense is going to keep him in the game. Don't try to do anything crazy. If you need to kick six field goals to win the game, then that's what you're gonna do. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. Say, Just, you, you gotta build up. Tony Sperano, you, you want you, yeah. you go, the ghost of Tony Sperano? No, but he he needs to rebuild that momentum. Is is you 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 can't just come back from a from a concussion protocol yeah. and and just pretend like you're gonna go out there like Patty Mahomes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, rebuilding. Mike McDaniel was like the anti-Tony Sperano because Sperano yeah. would always settle for the field goal. McDaniel didn't want to do that. He, no, went he, on, he wanted to go down. down. It, it almost and... cost him the game, too. Yeah. It yeah. almost cost him the game. Yeah. I will I, say, though, I, I Tua, feel like you shouldn't Tua do that in your own my, Tua is on my future phony list, however. And, and, and the, reason, the reason he might mm-hmm. be, I'm hoping not, but he might because – did, did you see the way when whenever Tua ran with the ball, he he was not a fan of sliding. He was a fan of mm-hmm. driving his head and shoulder into the defenseman's yeah. into the defenseman, and that's good and all. He wants to win. That's great, and he wants to get the most yards he can. But it's Tua. I mean, t- Jesus, Tua. He 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 was just out for <laughs> three four weeks, and now he just wants to try to bulldoze everyone. What a fake I mean, concussion! It was a fake concussion. He never had. He, he had a back problem. Uh huh. Yeah, he's out um, for blood, man. I, I, I no, but, but he even said, respect. Man. Give Tua his respect. Yeah. Oh, you know, he's gonna, Tua, bull, Tua you gets, he's gonna bull you over. <laughs> he gets a lot of respect, man. The man said before the game that he was gonna work on, you know, throwing the ball away a little more, sliding more. Fuck that, bro. He's lowering his shoulder. <laughs> no, he, 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 yeah, he needs, he needs to think long term. He does, he man. Think, he's hey, crazy. you know, what's best for his team? Because if I get hurt. We already yeah. saw what the backup and the backup to the backup. Exactly. I can't do it. 
Exactly. So, you know, we didn't see the backup to the backup to the backup in Reed's well, Senate. Reed, Reed, well, Reed, we never reached that. Reed, point. Reed was pretty good. I thought like when he was here in the in the in the preseason and mm-hmm. in those type of games, mm-hmm. and then they took him <laughs> and and now he's back. He he might be in this year, man. We we have a lot of uh, soft guys getting injured all the time, and and I don't mean like a direct uh, attack on the butt. Jeez, yeah. Tua and Tua, I'm a little bit off with 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 the whole concussion thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then um, uh, what was the second guy? Oh my god, I forgot his name. Teddy, the quarterback, the Teddy, oh, yeah, Bridgewater, Bridgewater, Bridgewater Teddy. You mm-hmm. you touch him and he's he's down. And then this guy hurts his thumb. How how unlucky is that? You boom, oh, incredibly unlucky, man. Jeez, you know yeah. it's it's crazy. And then Reed, I, I wonder who the fourth is because yeah, we might need a fourth. <laughs> yeah, I mean a fifth. Oh, yeah. Every time you see the Dolphins injury report, it I I don't think I don't think I've seen it once where the other team had more players on the injury report than Miami. It's always and key just, players. You look, yeah. Yeah, you look at the players, players like Armstead, Xavier, Hill, mm-hmm. Waddle, and you. Oh my, it's ridiculous. God. It's ridiculous. By I the know way, adapting is super important in the NFL, but at, at some point you you're just it feels like you're cursed. Feels yeah, like every man. season there's that one team that's cursed. Last year it was Baltimore, right? Baltimore had a billion injuries, yeah. and it feels like this year it's Miami. And We've let's been hope this for the last the twenty five. We've been cursed for the last twenty five years. Yeah, I think every every team faces adversity, bro. You know, I I I said that in my article. Every team faces adversity. The good teams mm-hmm. just find a way to move past it. So that's it. That's the, the it. Dolphins. Past three weeks, that was the adversity for the season. Hopefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the adversity for the season. And with this win this past Sunday on prime time, by the way, Dolphins are like four and one in, in the past five prime time games. Nice, which, nice. Yeah. So, um, with this win on prime time, hopefully that was that was them riding the ship and you know getting past that adversity, and they can only go up from here. I feel. And, and I I mentioned this in the in our in our in our talk last Wednesday that. This win against the Steelers was great, but this needs to be the start of something way bigger for a this streak. Game. A streak. They're yes. playing. They're playing Detroit uh, this upcoming Sunday. Then Chicago. Then I believe. Yeah. What well, Chicago uh, bullied the bullied the Patriots? So. That's true. But <laughs> that, that that was to, fun to Jake's to see, point. But. To Jake's point, we're not playing a team with a winning record until December 11th. So we got to go on a run. So is what, is this what is Jake a huge, from Lemon City's live is saying. Yeah, we need it's to a be huge opportunity for the Dolphins. We need to be perfect in the month of November. Yes, I, that would be so nice. Setting us up mm-hmm. for setting. Oh, what, oh, what is that? Setting us up for <laughs> for December. Thanks yeah. for reminding me, Xavier, to silence my phone. Uh, and, and it's my mom. She's in Colombia right now. She's giving me a call. Um, there you go. I was going to ask you something, Jake from Lemon City Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Yeah, what's up with that guy? Because I mean, our, Gaskins to me what, is a really good player. I thought yeah. he was underrated. Mm-hmm. He's a good runner. He's great catching the ball. What? Why is he like forgotten? I I don't know. the The thing about Gaskin is we haven't seen him as much as me would have liked to begin. Not this season. Part he's, of that he's injury. He's in part of that injury report that just keeps adding up. Oh, he's in uh, there. He's in there. I, I I wasn't aware of he, that. He was in there for like the last few weeks. I want to say, and it was basically just up to Mostert to run the ball. And to his credit, he's done relatively well mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. You know, he's been holding down the fort in our running game. Uh, Edmonds, I don't know. Edmonds has been sort of a mystery. I don't know what McDaniel and his offensive offensive scheme has placed Edmonds in. If he's just like a wild card kind of player, or 
if they just want to push all their chips on the table, you know, if the stars like Hale, Waddle, and Mostert. I think Edmonds had his shot. Guy. He's a Yale. He's a Yale grad. You know, you can't can't put that. He and um, I think Edmonds had his shot. And he didn't. Friend. He didn't really show up, bro. I think Edmonds had had his shot. He didn't really show up. And I think he shot mentally. I think he shot mentally. Honestly, I, I think I think it's just that as soon as Monster got in there, he showed how much better he is than than Edmonds. Yeah, he, he really is. And, he took and this guy job. every time he goes. He just like he's got the dropsies, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I wish they could focus on his eyes. So the camera, if they have a special mm-hmm. camera, because you you I know when the ball's coming, his eyes are this huge because you see his, his like. Ugh, you know he's gonna drop it. You know yeah. he's gonna drop it. So and that's just mental. That's just mental. So I mean, mm-hmm. he needs a break. He needs to take a break. Hit the pine. Relax. Get a, a mental health uh, day or something, <laughs> and, and then come back stronger because you can get over it. He's a good player. He's proven he's a good solid player. But it's it's from that guy to the next. The next guy has got to step up. He's not doing the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, next week we're at Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay, Detroit just got mollywopped. Yeah, <laughs> those so, are the games that scare me with Miami. It's man. it's a it's a kind of a trap game. Those are the games you know that I mean? scare yeah. me with Miami. And I I saw I I can't remember where I saw the statistic, but it's been almost over a decade since Miami has last won a game in Detroit. I mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just one of those oh well b- big deal. These are these are two extremely different teams on the opposite ends of the spectrum as far as potential. But yeah. what well, they usually play Thanksgiving over there. I, I don't remember too many games uh-huh. where they play mm-hmm. like like regular season games. And, and yeah. you know when it's Thanksgiving, it's they rare. step up. They Detroit steps up always for Thanksgiving. They beat everybody, even like yeah. the top it's teams so that weird. go there. <laughs> I, I still want to be a believer in uh, Jared Goff. Right? I still want to think that mm-hmm. oh maybe this guy is still something because he was not I mean, that long ago we were all yeah, rooting for him in the Super Bowl. He's not right. Yeah, he's not terrible. He just Oh. Like he's he doesn't he's not gonna be that he's not a quarterback that's gonna win the game for you. He's a quarterback that can win games if he's on a on a decent or good team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right now in Detroit, they started out they started off playing really well. They were they were scoring a lot of points, but he lost DeAndre Swift. He lost um uh what's his name Amon uh, Amon Ross Amon Ross St Brown. That's his yeah name. exactly Amon Ross St Brown. He lost. He lost his best running back and his best wide receiver. Like, you know, and there's there's only so much that um, a middle of the pack quarterback can do once you yeah. lose your your top two <laughs> weapons, man. Detroit has a lot they want to prove. They're on a mm-hmm. four game losing streak. Their last win coming in early September against Washington. During that four game losing streak, they had two close games against Minnesota and Seattle. Two pretty pretty solid teams for what we've seen yeah. so far. Got shut out by New England. And then only put up six against Dallas. Um, Clearly, and most of that was on the road as well. They played in Minnesota, in New England, and in Dallas. They're coming back home after a long, after a long road trip. They want to show the fans that we're not out of hungry yet. They're they're going to get. They're going to put all their chips on the table. They're going to play like they have nothing left to lose because at this point they really don't have anything left to lose anymore. What's Miami's calendar? What's Miami's calendar? You said Detroit. Who else? What what, Chicago? After that. Which is I believe it's year. Houston after that, and then we get a bye, and then we play Cleveland. They, they, we got Browns. Right? Browns, then Houston. Okay, yeah. Browns, then Houston. Then and 49ers, and, and then the Chargers on the yeah. 11th. And then after Man, Houston, so I gotta get this four it really hits the fan as, as far as teams that Miami is playing. 
So you can worry about December later. You got to focus on November and that the teams you're mm-hmm. fortunate enough to be playing right now. Just week by week. Off of the win we got exactly. now, make a winning record. Get get all the momentum you can when you got to play a San Francisco team that just got a whole lot better themselves. They just got CMC, and they might be mm-hmm. Super Bowl contenders. And all Miami the trashed them last time they played. Mm-hmm. Like, surprisingly trashed yeah. them. So we they're gonna out and we took their coach in the process, you know. <laughs> Speaking of back. Speaking of coaches, this is going to be the second week in a row that Miami faces a former head coach. Because last week we faced off against Flo, and right? Because now he's, he's he's and now Man Campbell. Yeah, yeah. I liked that. it when he was here. Like uh, he was, uh, you know, the the in between guy. Yeah, and yeah. I thought maybe they give him a chance because guy's got a lot of personality mm-hmm. and and all that. So he, he seemed I mean, really cool. Like, two straight winning like, seasons. I mean, n- n- enough said. With Flo, you right? talking about Flo? Yeah, yeah, with Flo. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite yeah. flow of memory was that game against Cincinnati, where oh, yeah. the Bengals and Dolphins got into a got into the, a the, sprint, the Brooklyn, uh, the Brooklyn came out of him. Fight. yeah, and then uh-huh. he just and walked he, up and was ready to start swinging, man. Oh, he and he's, start he's it jacked all. up too. He's a big guy. He's yeah. a big guy, dude. He's a big guy. I mean, yeah, man, you know, yeah, man. that's the biggest endurance I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't hate, I don't hate Flores, right? No, how could you? I don't, I don't understand all these fans that now are trashing Flores. You know, no. two straight winning seasons. And, you know, no, just, for, he was a, he was one. a stud. He was a stud down here. The only issue I have is yeah. him bullying uh, Tua. Yeah, and, and, and trying to get <laughs> yeah. and trying to get Watson like like that. You know, getting him and and trying to replace. Yeah, you know, Tua with with, with this guy and and to, to replace him with well, he didn't want to do it, but then Stephen Ross tried to get him to say hell yeah. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go for Brady, right? And that that was a whole weird uh, I, can of worms that we're probably gonna have to wait until the end of the season to really dissect what the hell that was. We need some no, investigative reporting from Gus. You know, anybody that was I'll on see that, what I can on, do on that yacht or anything. You know, try to kind of get some information, some surveillance. Yeah. I'll probably yeah. just ask the other reporters in the press box. Hey, what? Yeah. <laughs> never, can you tell happened. me about this? It never happened. That's yeah. that. This is, Miami has some weird stuff always going on, huh? Oh yeah, yeah man. crazy, crazy. Feels like this team more than anybody else before the season with all the shenanigans of Stephen Ross, and now mm-hmm. in the middle of the season with the whole changing the concussion protocol, and then who knows yeah. what the hell is going to happen? We're uh, we're we're in the time. we're in the process where I'm like, will I ever see them win a Super in my lifetime? Because it, it just keeps getting scarier and scarier. I, I mean, know, even man. when we have Marino. I was I what was it like in fifth grade? I I remember mm-hmm. I remember you know against the Red Sea. Yeah, and I remember against San Francisco. It, it lost both games, and I was like, damn, that's okay. You know, we got Marino. He's just uh, we'll be back. We'll be back. Mm-hmm. That that that's like the Terminator. Yeah, I'll be back in in two hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I'm 22, right? And like and my yeah, rub it in our faces. Was, Jake from oh, we're gonna smell, rub it in our faces. Yeah. My closest memory of oh, we're gonna smell a Super Bowl was I believe it was 2015 when we made the wild mm-hmm. playoffs as a wild card and got blown out by <laughs> Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Without without Tua, it was I believe it was Henny. Oh man. Or no, it wasn't Henny, it was uh Moore, Matt Moore. Leading the Dolphins in a Pittsburgh yeah. blown that out. That was that was T- Tannehill's only like his best season, and then he gets injured at the end of it. <laughs> he was playing amazing, dude. He was yeah. playing like a Pro Bowl level, and then bam. Yep. 
he never got a break here either. That's one of those. That's one yeah. of those situations when it's best to move on and it's best for everybody. Exactly. Except for Miami, who got what a seventh round pick was it? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something very minuscule. Yeah, they they were just eager to get rid of him. They they took whatever they can get. But yeah. speaking of moving on, they're looking at this current Dolphins roster. There's one, I think there's an elephant in the room as far as a player who who's probably on his way out, and that's our mm-hmm. tight end, number 88. Um, oh, no. Get sicky with it. No. <laughs> no. But he, he actually he hasn't done anything wrong. I don't know why they they, they don't utilize him more, man. Mm. Just last week, last I not this past Sunday, but the week before, he dance. scored two touchdowns. Come on. I want to yeah. see him dance. I want to see him dance. Oh, yeah. I want to see it, him. I want to see more, more uh, get sicky Get, sicky, get it, sicky with it. It is very strange how much McDaniel and this Dolphins offense utilizes players like Craycraft and Sherfield. Yeah. When when you have a, a guy as well-known in the Dolphins roster, he's been here a few years. He's made a name for mm-hmm. himself. He's a large he's a he's a large man now that he's very talented. Yeah, he, he's, he's got very talented. He, he's received controversy controversy in the past for his blocking ability, for his here here and there, but he he's got great hands. He's relatively fast for a tight end. He's not mind blowing, but he ain't yeah. bad. And you know, he's had games in the past where he was go- where it looked like oh, two is going to be thrown to this guy forever. And now we're now many Dolphins fans are sitting here talking about oh, if if we were to if we were to hear hear uh, trade offers by their teams, which is apparently what is going on, what can we get for this guy? Now, if if we get a good offer of, then by all means, they're not using him. You might as well get something good in return. But if they're gonna get rid of him for, you know, like a a twenty twenty four fourth round pick, the typical Miami, the typical Miami trade, yeah. And exactly. then he goes in and becomes the, the best tight end in the league. He exactly. has that type of potential. That's that's exactly what what I'm afraid of. You know thankfully, what I mean? I, I, thankfully, we haven't seen that yet with uh, Devontae Parker in New England. Thankfully, that hasn't no. happened just yet. <laughs> and it, it's but, not going to happen, bro. He, you know, that guy, he, he, had, he had a nice touchdown catch, but that's not yeah. with those scrub quarterbacks they have. <laughs> no. Yeah, for real. By um, the way, Gesicki, he only needs four yards to surpass uh, Bruce Hardy for second most all-time by a Dolphins tight end. Are you serious? Really? Yeah. I remember Bruce Hardy. Damn. Well, I Before, so all right. So let's 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 wait a week then. Let's let Jasicki play against Detroit. Mm-hmm. Get that record. You know, high fives everywhere, and then and then dish him. And then ship him out. That could absolutely be something I can see Miami doing because you know. But the coach Miami. has a coach said that like like the coach has has actually not said that right. He he's not. No, they had. That's all speculation yeah. by insiders. Yeah. You know what I mean? But whether well, there's, there's a lot of players though. Yeah, there's not a single player on this team that receives those rumors as much as Jaseki is right now, mm-hmm. and for good reason because I don't because I think for for one reason or another we're underutilizing him. Jake, Jake, Jake from Lemon City Live, you're you're the GM. If you trade Jaseki, what would be your dream uh, return? What what position? What type of what what would you want back from him? And and it, it would seem like equal value. Um. Uh, I would go with a bundle of second and third round picks in this upcoming draft and maybe some late round picks in the following year or, or if it, or if it's for another player, yeah, I think you'd have to go offensive line, get, oh, get okay. some linemen that, you know, mm-hmm. a team is underutilizing. If there's a team in the NFL that needs a tight end, 
and has a whole bunch of linemen that they're not using, call that team immediately to see if you can make something happen. Yeah, maybe somebody that's that's uh, ready to blow up their team. Oh, and and throw in a kicker as well, because uh, I don't I don't I don't know how much I trust Jason Sanders these days. He, he's been he's been he's solid fine. in the past. Maybe he's a little bit of a a, a, a little bit of that um, you know bad streak or something, but he's been pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, he's fine. Kickers, you know, you don't need to move them around too much. They they don't they rarely decide games. But when they do, you you better make sure you have a good one. You know, some teams like Baltimore yeah. are blessed with that. You know, yeah. But yeah, Baltimore is. But he's been pretty pretty good. I mean, he maybe he's in a little rut, but I, I throughout his time here, he's been pretty good. I I, I guess it's one of the things we'll, we'll have to see if it's a if it's a little rut now or if it's going to mm-hmm. become a massive rut down the then, road. Then you get rid. Then you get rid of him. Yeah, exactly. if you're in SoFi Stadium playing the Chargers and the game is on the line for Sanders and he misses that kick, it's it's going to be all hell breaking loose for the mm-hmm. Dolphins fan base being like, oh, we should have signed another kicker way well, before. They're pretty this. easy. They're, they're pretty easy to replace. They're pretty easy to replace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that, I'm not yeah. too worried about that. I, I I I would go along your lines with the offensive lineman if I could. If we could get, oh my seat just dropped here. If I could get um, <laughs> I if I could get uh you know someone uh that could work and, and be a starter. Yeah. Uh, that that's what exactly. I would be looking for. You know, and, and then the picks, yeah, if someone gives you a second or third, you're you're the star GM. You might take Chris Greer's job. I think they're going to try to lowball Miami if, if they're going to go, mm-hmm. you know, for, for get sicky. I don't want get sicky out of here. I want him to get sicky here and to yes. dance like 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 he does, like he doesn't know how to dance and it, and it entertains us. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I don't see why they want to get rid of talent. You don't find a way. This guy's a genius, right? He's a genius. Mm-hmm. Find a way. Yeah, you need blocking. You know what it is? Yeah. That's what it is. He needs Gesicki to block in order for his, his schemes to work, and Gesicki's not doing a good job blocking. But run a two-tight end package where you have one tight end that blocks and the other one that Vito, is, Mike, is Gesicki that's going to catch passes. You have Waddle, Hill, and then what? You have Cedric Wilson or, or, or Crack Crack. Gesicki can play with receiver. You play yeah. him as a big receiver. Play him as a big receiver. Exactly. Let him go out there, throw it up there. You got to find the I if they get rid of him, I would be very upset. I've been upset for the last, like we said, like 20 something years, the mm-hmm. way the Dolphins draft, the way they trade, decisions they make. And it's yeah. been regime after regime, time after yeah. time. So hopefully these guys are not the same. I, I hope it doesn't happen. I, really I feel like right, before aging, we've had some great picks in the last few years, obviously Tua yeah. and Waddle. And then Christian Wilkins has been an mm-hmm. absolute. Um, Stop. monster. Yeah, since he's he came a, into the league, he's fan. he's he's top five in uh in tackles. So. Then Xavier no, Howard yeah, a few man. years back, of course, and you know this sort of reputation. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of guys in the defensive side of the ball that that have worked yeah. out for us, man. Van Ginkle's another one. Mm-hmm. Jalen Phillips, man, Jalen Phillips mm-hmm. was a was a monster this past weekend. He still has so much potential. He still mm-hmm. has so much. He starts out. Yeah. He like starts to. See, it, it seems to be his thing. He starts out the season. And then when he gets to the fifth, sixth, and then he just blows up, and now yeah. he'll get like eight sacks in the next five games. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it's weird. It's weird with that guy. I didn't be started like that. Ah, uh, yeah, It'd he's be such a stud too. We yeah, got, man. we got talent, man. Yeah. All right. Before we move on, let's uh, let's talk about the Detroit game really fast. What are uh, I'm gonna give you guys my keys to victory? Then okay. you guys can do the same. For me, Tua, he came into this past game. 
you know, he got his reps, he built up a little momentum. So now is when he can take advantage of that momentum, build up on that, right? Mm-hmm. Take some downfield shots, but don't go crazy. You know, they, they need the game plan to, so that we can see that, that growth from one week to the other. So that, for me, the defense is going gonna, is gonna to do the same as they did to uh, the Steelers. They're going to put the Dolphins in a position to win. All Tua has to do is not give the ball away. No, you know, yeah. win the turnover battle and and build up a little bit more on top of the momentum that you already built in the last week. So for me, that's that's all the Dolphins have to do to mm. keep it moving. My 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 biggest key of the game, again, also comes down to the defense because mm-hmm. um I think I think Tua and Tyree Kale and Waddle are, are they're gonna get their numbers. They're going to yeah. um get the uh 10, 20, even 30 yard passes pretty much. Dude, How, however they want to. Um, Dude, Tyreek Hill and yeah. Jalen Waddle are ranked number one and number two, respectively, in yeah. twenty or more yard catches in the, the league. They're, they're ranked number one and number two. Yeah. Actually, Waddle's tied with Jefferson for number two, but still. I yes, yeah, so I don't know how much I can say offensively for Miami, but defensively, I think the game plan is simple: bully Jared Goff as much as you absolutely can yes you know get into his face make him throw the stupid pass that's going to get deflected or intercepted or Mm -hmm. just have him fall to the ground he's not a fast guy right yeah um just bully him as much as you can because detroit's offensive line surprise surprise is uh not great (laughs) right exactly yeah so that's too we we might see christian wilkins grab his nuts again I think I think that um, the offensive line. I uh-huh. would love for Miami to get a hundred yards rushing, have a hundred yard rusher. I want them yeah. to give Tua a little a little time so he doesn't you know get antsy back there. And I and and the secret is Tua Tua the decision making. He, mm-hmm. he needs to make good decisions. He needs to make where if, if the ball throw it away. Yeah. Sometimes he tries to force it. Sometimes exactly. he doesn't slide. It's just. It's just bad decision from a mm-hmm. kid that's supposed to be a smart. So I think he might be trying too hard. Yes. Uh, I, I need him not to manage. I want him to be a star. I want yes. him to be a star. Of course. He, <laughs> he was a fifth pick in the draft, dude. You're, he's been a mm-hmm. star everywhere. I want you to be a star here too. You know, yeah. but but it has to start somewhere. And that's yeah, little by little. Make, make better decisions. But if mm-hmm. we give him a better running game, you know, you you de- you make the t- you make it easier for him. Mm-hmm. So I, I want that that line to give him a hundred yard rusher and give him a little more time to be clean. The defense, the defense, you know, they've been they've been our our, our bread and butter the last few seasons. With ever since yeah. Flo, you know, started even when they were a crappy yeah. team, he got that defense turned it around. And after he turned it around mid season, it, it's never been the same. It's always been you know a top defense, and we yeah. got studs like I said in every position. Now we got people hurt all over the. The the um, you know the backside the backfield, but yeah. but they're still playing well. Like some of the guys came in and played really well, better than mm-hmm. than I guess were projected. So yeah, look, I, Brandon I, I Jones like, went out. Brandon Jones is out for the rest of the year, but uh, he's joining Needham. You know, Nick Needham, Brandon yeah. Jones, Sarah. But look, but Javon Holland, but Javon Holland and uh, Noah Benogany, they stepped up, bro. They both got interceptions in that last game. And uh, Xavier, to your point, Xavier. To your point, Shavi. To your point, Gonzalo can call me. Go ahead. And Edwin, apparently. But uh, (laughs) to your point with the running game, 
Yeah, man. The, you, you've seen it with Mustard. Every week, he gets a little better. This past yeah. Sunday, he had 79 rushing yards. I need 100. Okay. I need 100. Yeah, but if, if you put if, if you uh, add up uh, Raheem Mustard and Chase Edmonds, they were damn near close to 100. <laughs> yeah. So, need and he also, Mustard also had 30 receiving yards. So, you know, all, all purpose yards, our running back had over 100 yards. Bring in Miles Gaskin. <laughs> I, I don't want to see a bunch of rushing yards for Tua, right? I don't want to see that no. in the stat line saying that, oh, exactly. He, he had to run five times. He got like 20 yards. That's great. Slide, 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 baby, slide. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to see that. All right. So, um, Jake, you yes, covered you covered the uh, the NASCAR race at Homestead this past weekend, man. Yes, nice. I did. Nice. A bunch yeah, of bro, pictures, so- too. Cars go burr. Yes, indeed. That was a uh, <laughs> super fun time, especially especially from my case where, yeah, I live in I live in Homestead. I'm very close to the mm-hmm. to the racetrack. It's so crazy. You know, the long drive to Miami Gardens and back to watch a Dolphins game. The ability to um, drive like five minutes to a major event and then drive right back, experience pretty much no traffic is 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 a blessing yeah. in disguise that you don't really realize until you're there and you're like, wow, that was very fast. I, I, I got here that quickly. And um, yeah, Homestead Miami Speedway is awesome. It's it's an awesome track. A lot, a lot of fun things to do there b- before the race. And then uh, obviously, yeah, you're in Miami. So do whatever the hell you want right after. And I know the drivers got to love that too. They can maybe oh, yeah. you know, take a couple of days, head down to the Keys mm-hmm. and or maybe just go up and then just experience a little bit of South Beach before you got to go out and move on to your next race. But it was Homestead Miami Speedway, and I think we talked a bit about this last week, um, what really gave the track its identity since, I believe, 2002 was the fact that it was always the final race in the NASCAR schedule. The championship race, the race that decided it all, was the Homestead Miami Speedway. That's just how it was. And the drivers, from what they've said for the past almost two decades, said, all right, that's great. That's cool. We love this track. The fact that, you know... It's a it's a 1.5 mile oval with banked cornering, um, in a very hot and you know sticky surface. Yeah. Because of that, with the tires, it 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 creates interesting strategies, especially when the sun sets and it goes in tonight, and how that sort of affects the track mm-hmm. um, layout as well. Um, it's an awesome track, and then since uh, a few years ago, NASCAR has started to um, move around the um the final race of the nascar series kind of like how the super bowl where it's it's at a different stadium every year yeah and for the past couple of years it's been at phoenix and then eventually it'll find a new place and etc 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 um that doesn't take away from the racing um from what we all were able to see this past weekend there was there was some high some high quality racing to be done at homestead miami speed because these gate these races are still very important they're playoff races that determined who the final drivers that can compete for the NASCAR championship in the three divisions, the cup series, which is the main one, the Xfinity series, which is like this, which is like right under the cup series. And then the the truck series, which is, which is its own thing. Um, They're they're essentially narrowing down the field. Yeah. You start Mm -hmm. off with um, around the like three quarters of the season to go. You, you move to the round of 16 where there are 16 drivers Mm. that can compete for the championship and then after a few races pass depending on results it goes down to the round of eight and then down to the round of four which is where we're at right now um 
So, so Kyle Larson won the race, right? Yeah. Kyle Larson got the win. Yeah, in the uh, in the uh, Cup Series race on Sunday, mm-hmm. which is which is the big one. It's like the main event, you know, yeah. the one that brings out Michael Biamonte from the Heat doing uh-huh. driver introductions, and then brings out uh, the the giant national anthem, the flyover from the uh, Homestead Air Force Base, and all the festivities. It's the one on Sunday. It always did, is. Did he um, did a Biamonte announce when there was two laps to go? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun, but no uh, laps to go. You couldn't even hear him, right? You couldn't even hear him, even yeah, if no. you did, because of how loud those cars are. You know, those, it's a, it's amazing, man. Six hundred and fifty horsepower V eight turbocharged engines. I gotta doing, go uh, out to one of these events doing work. Yeah. Um, this has been an exciting year for NASCAR, by the way. They they released their next generation car. It's a brand new car design that's supposed to be a bit more aerodynamic. The classic yeah. five lug nut system on the tires has been replaced with a single with a single uh, lug nut, so faster pit stops. And it, that's it's interesting. It's it's been a wave of new because NASCAR is changing for the better, right? You're seeing mm-hmm. more more and more drivers that are. Not just white dudes driving, you know, the, the Fords and the Chevys and the Toyotas. You're seeing yeah. drivers like Daniel Suarez and mm-hmm. Bubba Wallace, and yeah, um, you had Danica Patrick. For you a you while had too. Danica Patrick. There, there's, there's another female driver in the Xfinity Series. I can't remember her name right, right, right mm-hmm. at this very moment. Um, NASCAR and its fans are changing, and and for the better, I want to say. And uh, nice. Overall, it was just an awesome weekend at homestead especially when you go in as media when you get the uh, you know you get the essential pass like me you know we got m for media center and vl for uh, uh, vl for victory lane and for media center right right the coolest <laughs> thing was parking inside the track um uh in case you didn't know homestead miami speedway actually has an infield road course that um yeah. nascar doesn't use and when it's not being used it's used as parking for for special people like for people with VIP passes or or media right and uh, yeah. the coolest thing was parking on Saturday uh, got there super early of course um, and when I got there there was uh, practice and qualifying going on for the uh, race on Sunday to determine you know the the pole position and you know who would be starting where for that race and as soon as you exit out your car. And you're heading towards Speedway Boulevard. All you hear in the background is, you know, it's it's the it's the cars accelerating. And it's when you hear it so often, especially in person, it's like music to your ears. You know, it's it's. (laughs) And then you smell, you smell the burnt rubber on the track. You smell the oil. You smell all that. And it's like, damn, I'm in the right place right now. And um, overall, it was it was an absolute blast with some with like I said, some great racing. The um. The first race on Saturday was the uh, truck series race. The, the the truck series are some of the most interesting races. They're they're short. They're, they're the shortest yeah. races. The trucks are how many laps are they? It was um, it was like only only over a only uh, excuse me only over a hundred right? Um, okay, not much. And the uh, the trucks are the most regarded as the most um, able to take bumps, right? So mm-hmm. if, if you're bumped if you're bumped with a truck, you're not maybe immediately going to go flying like, you know, in the other yeah. NASCAR leagues or God forbid F1, where even a little bit of a tap will send, will send someone doing kickflips in the air, you yeah. know? Um, the, it, it was, it was a clean race. Ty Majeski won in the end. He was a, he was a contender in the championship four. 
So he will be competing for the championship with three others in two weeks in, uh, in Phoenix. And the latter race on Saturday was the Contender Boats 300 uh, in the Xfinity Series. Noah Gragson was the uh, winner in that one. Again, another um, championship for Hopeful. Gets in, and now it will compete mm-hmm. in Phoenix in a couple of weeks. And then the Sunday race, again, being the big one, yeah, was won by Kyle Larson, who had a dominating performance, as he has had uh, a couple of times. This season, it was his third win. He he yes. led almost 200 of the 300 lap race. Damn, is he in the and final four? He he was not. Funny enough, oh, okay. he was actually not in the playoffs. He was eliminated ah. uh, over uh, almost a month ago. So in a race that could have determined who's locked into the championship four, no one mm-hmm. was uh, locked in, which makes next nice. week's race, uh, next week's uh, race in Martinsville extremely crucial because basically who whatever placement is for the playoff uh hopefuls that's what it's going to be and then so how, how they finish the race is how the is how the playoff hopefuls are gonna yeah go so into the final yeah so well, joey logano uh mm-hmm. experienced driver has, has already won a championship in homestead by the way Okay. He he's locked in to the championship four because he won. Uh, I think, last I, think week. Jo- I think Joey Logano won the year that I went to. Yeah, <laughs> to watch the race. If I'm not mistaken, right. he uh, he locked up his his uh, spot into the championship four a couple weeks ago in uh, Las Vegas. So he's in. Nice. Um, out of the eight drivers that are still in it, it's basically going to come down to if um, yeah, like I said. You you don't necess- you won't necessarily have to win the race in Martinsville, but if you finish second, third, mm-hmm. you know get those high spots, while some of the other playoff hopefuls might DNF or not mm-hmm. do well, then you're, you've basically just punched your ticket in all to right. the championship. So Who, who's your favorite to to win it all? It you know experience goes a long way in in, in NASCAR. The more experienced mm-hmm. your driver is, the more the more it feels like they're 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 going to be the favorites, and we saw that. With Jimmy Johnson when he was racing, when he won seven oh, goddamn championships, yeah, they actually named the tunnel that mm-hmm. takes the tunnel in that takes you outside and then into the stadium parking after Jimmy Johnson. Nice. Um, so that that was cool, and it's hard. It's hard to pick against a driver like Joey Logano, right? He's mm-hmm. he's again he's 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 young, but he's very experienced. He's won a championship. Um, also among the championship hopefuls is Chase Elliott, who also won okay. a championship a couple of years ago. And I, th- I think it's going to come down to between Logano and Elliott. One of the two is going to win it all. That's what's up in man. the uh, cup series. Yeah. Nice. All right. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll uh, come back to you in a couple of weeks to, to check up on that. So you can fill us in on who's, uh, who's getting that done. All right, but you know what's starting also in a couple of weeks, Xavier, the World Cup, bro. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we have yeah, so man. much to talk about with with the USA team. I mean, it, I, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna write about the World Cup, but the USA team is is. It, it, I think at the point where we had the most talent ever. Yeah. In, you know, in, in in the history of U.S. soccer, with with so many players playing in, in really good clubs in Europe. Playing mm-hmm. in good teams here, the league is doing great. Um, there, there is some talent in the league. It's developed. Yeah. There's good players in this league, 
uh, because you have all of Europe looking now to get good talent from here for cheap, and and they're already more kind of developed because you know they get out of playing time. But um, I'm not a big fan of the coach, and and a lot of people are not. Yeah, and, and they say that, that you know he he's got a brother in, in, in the association who who kind of maybe worked the way for him to get the coaching job. And, and, and not just that, uh, but that's one of the backstories. The, the fact that he has this love affair with his system, with, with a, mm-hmm. a system where he pushes out um, the top uh, forwards, the ones that are playing the best right now, like Brandon Vasquez from FC Cincinnati is, is, is one of the top forwards in, in the U.S., in the U.S., in, in this yeah. league, in the MLS, MLS in the league. And in general, you know, the, the forwards, that the strikers that are playing. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he just basically has ignored him and, and you know, told him, you know, it, it, he's not going to be a part of this process. And wow. that's crazy because. So he's not going to get called up? He's not going to go. He's not going to go. He, he wow. You know, he has all these guys and they're there. Unless there's certain injuries or things happen from here to then, he's not going to go. I don't think he's going to go based on, on everything this mm-hmm. guy has said and, and what he's shown. Um, he had he didn't even they're doing the the teams that got um suspend um lost in the playoff you know some of those players mm-hmm. are not gonna play for like almost a month so they're doing a camp for for those players here okay and, and he's called some of the players but he didn't call Mihalovic I hope I pronounced it correctly from Montreal Jordy uh, talented talented midfielder I, I think one of the top midfielders in the U S and 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 there's other guys like that that you you don't understand why he's not calling them, why he's not giving them an opportunity. And basically it's, you know, his system. But it's like every other coach. They yeah. they go with what they know and they're, you know, a lot of them, not all of them, not going to change. And it's kind of too late to change. I, I just wish they would have changed him before because at this point, like I was telling you, they, they're very, very talented. So what Jake was saying as far as experience for a driver, mm-hmm. boy, experience matters for a head coach of a national team, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I, I wish um, there's money and there's resources here. You could have gone out there and gotten a much more experienced uh, coach to get you through this. Uh, when Klinsman was here, he, he went through hell. You know, he, people, mm-hmm. when he left, people weren't so happy. And then he laid a foundation. He laid a foundation yeah. that's starting to get fruits now. And, and like, you know, it's funny. He did the same thing for Germany, and then Germany went on to win the World Cup. Mm-hmm. He, he's like he's they, like I don't uh, know why they didn't stick with him. He came, well, because Low came in and he's done you know pretty decent too. But he he's like uh, King David, you know he didn't build the temple Solomon did. You know he got everything mm-hmm. off everything ready, yeah. but he wasn't the one that was gonna build it. Well, <laughs> Klinsman is, is that guy. Um, I I'm not a big fan of Burkhalter. I think that if 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 US underperforms. Because I was expecting at least mm-hmm. to get out of the group and, and possibly win a first-round game. Because they're talented. If yeah. you look at them, there's players in every position. If you look and see, if you plug in and, and think as a fan, but then you're going to see what he's going to do as, as a coach. Sometimes they, they're yeah. a little more conservative. There's a lot of criticism with the center backs. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're a little bit slow. They're a little weak. They're not as technical as, as you're going to see center backs in, in when the World Cup. You're going to see guys playing center back that you could play 10 maybe for, for, the, for the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and our guys are a little bit slow. Um, that's going to cost us because you're going to yeah. have these amazing forwards. Everybody's going to have. Even the teams yeah. that are not the top teams 
are going to have very, very capable players. So that's what worries me. You know, the, the, the defense, um, it's a big concern for me. I like the players that they have. Weston McKinney is a stud. Yeah, um, Polishik has, has, has not consolidated his career the way we would like. But even though he still has very good numbers uh, mm -hmm. compared to some of the guys in Chelsea for, for minutes played, and, you know, per goals and, 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 and production, he's, he does pretty well. He's just yeah. a little inconsistent. I hope that this will come. And he has injury troubles. All the time. But he's got a lot better. He mm -hmm. got a lot better. I hope that this World Cup is his breakout. Oh, for the sure. Man's, the man's talented. He's great, the man. Man's talented. He's, the man's yeah. talented, and he couldn't. He, he barely missed the last World Cup, and now yeah. is his moment. So I, I'm looking at him. Gio Reyna is another guy that's extremely talented. Yeah, Gio Reyna, oh, man. And every time and he's, he's hurt. healthy. Exactly. But when he's healthy, he shines, bro. Dude, do you when, remember? When, he, when him and Holland were together, bro, I think – He's a big reason why Holland got boosted up. So Holland is is great regardless. He's amazing. He's amazing yeah. regardless. But when they were both playing together, man, the cyborg. Oh, it was incredible. Well, well, Gio Reyna. I don't. If you recall the time when uh, the U.S. played Mexico, he had uh, one of those fantastic runs where he got mm -hmm. the ball and dribbled like by six guys and like yes. and, and made them yes. look crazy. And you're like, amazing. oh my goodness, this is an American player. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. am, I, am I watching Brazil? Is, I know. You know, who am I watching? Is, is this Messi? No, it's, it's Gio Reyna. Um, and and there's several players that that I believe are are very talented on this team, mm -hmm. and and I think they can break out. And and you know, there might be a market for American players mm -hmm. after this World Cup, a bigger yeah. market for some a of for market. these guys on this team for bigger teams. Um, and, and they have an opportunity to do something special. I just don't know how much they can do with, with, with yeah. that coach. But to your point, they do have a lot of talent. And we've been saying on this show for a long time, whenever we talk about U.S. men's national team, they win. And they've won a lot with Bearhalter, but they win uh, because of the talent. They win despite having Bearhalter. We, we have to give them credit. You know what? But you, you do have to give someone credit, even if, you know begrudgingly, because he's yeah. won a lot of stuff. Yeah, you no, know, he's won a lot of stuff. Important, you know, in Concacaf and tournaments and things like that. It's it's over here, and it's not the toughest. Uh, exactly, you know, but like, but uh, like, I th I really think they win despite him, not 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 because of him. You know what I mean? They win because of the talent. I if, hope if, I hope that happens in the World Cup. And me and too. But at the same time, let's say the U.S. uh gets to like the the quarterfinals, mm -hmm. right? That's like. Last eight teams, I think. That that would be, I think that would be the fur, the furthest that U.S. has ever gone, in the modern era. In the modern, but, yeah, because back and in, there, but there's no way that they're gonna get rid of Bearhalter if that happens. <laughs> I don't you know I what don't, I mean. I don't know. I don't know but what like, to tell you. Yeah, I, I know. know what to tell you. And then it's gonna be four more years of of that guy, you know, leading a, a great group of teams to maybe underperform. Maybe if they had a great coach, that same team that made the quarterfinals would have made the semifinals. You this know what I mean? World like, Cup is so important for the future of American yeah. soccer at at the at the you know world level because you have really, a very solid team and the guys yeah. coming in from the U twenty they mm -hmm. got some really good and and and, and they got a lot of young guys coming yeah. in that they can all consolidate a super team for the World Cup here at home. I really so, don't want Bear Halter to be the coach when it's here, bro. They, well, need to, well, they need to show up. 
we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. We'll see if we have to burn it or knock it down. I don't know, but have they decided where the championship match is going to be for that U.S. Olympics? I don't think so. I think but, the, the the leading Olympics for the World Cup. What are you for the World Cup? I think oh. for the U.S. World Cup. I think the leading city rumored is uh, Dallas because Jerry. Dallas. World. I mean, an amazing stadium. Yeah, amazing that's facility. the only that's... amazing facility. I'm yeah, sure. But, I'm know, sure you... Jerry Jones is 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 uh you know. You have well, you, breaking, you have breaking off by stadium just sitting there in Los that's, Angeles. That that makes looking, the most real sense. pretty, you know. So I, real that's pretty. Where, that's where I would put my money. That's where I would put my money. Yeah, I me me too. But there. man, I I I wouldn't put anything past Jerry Jones to to use his influence to get the the World Cup yeah. final in in his in his stadium. Yeah, we, we, we shall see. We shall see. Mm-hmm. But SoFi definitely makes the most sense out of mm-hmm. any stadium in the country. And I mean, if, if, you're, if you're looking to match the um, blend of soccer with the Hispanic community, look no further than, you know, right outside your doorstep with Hard Rock yeah. Stadium. I, I am hoping Hard Rock Stadium gets a really, really, gets a really good match. I'm sure we're going to get some some nice matches. I yeah. think they, I think the rumor is that Hard Rock is getting a semifinal game. I, I'd be more than happy with that. Oh, for sure, know? dude. That'd be incredible. It always gets rocking down here when there's good games. Oh yeah, yeah and the atmosphere is great. Even friendlies, even even friendlies mm-hmm. of, of European teams, they they sell out the stadium. You know, yeah, it, it's sold out. You can't find it. You can't find an empty seat. And the, and the atmosphere is great now with you know the people coming in, the tourists, and no, oh, that's gonna it's gonna I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. It's yeah, be man, one hundred percent. Xavier, you broke some news this week. What are you talking about? Inner, some inner yeah, Miami. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, I got some some information, and I put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go. Yeah, George Acosta, I, a player that was in my eyes underutilized uh, this season. Yeah. Um, you know, got released. He's it has, they haven't posted it yet, but he he's he's released. Did he's he? Looking. Did they get him through the draft or through? He he came he came um he came in in twenty twenty. He was like uh, considered uh. Is he a transfer? Uh, he, he was playing in Boca Juniors. Oh, he was that, a guy from Boca Juniors. Yeah, he was yeah. he was at that point he was in Boca Juniors. Um, and the moment he came in, he got mm-hmm. hurt, and that's been his mm-hmm. downfall with the team, I think. Because I, I'm pretty sure they know the talent is there. Yeah. But but he's he's been hurt. He got the moment he came in, he got a very serious, you know, injury, kept him out practically yeah. the, the whole season. He comes back and he's had even this season, he's had several minor injuries and yeah. well even knee and then you know he hurt his i think it was his ankle i don't recall but he's had several injuries that has not let him be yeah. on the field and what's the best ability availability yeah and if you're not available uh you know it's a numbers yeah. game right now for him i wish him the best i think he's very talented and and i i think that he can be kind of like a bryce duke story you know bryce duke didn't get much playing time at lafc He's shipped somewhere else where he was needed, and, and he shined. Maybe, maybe it's a Costa's. Uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. his time to to go where, somewhere else and shine. Do you think? Are there any rumors of where he's going to end up yet? Or I, I don't have he? any information that yet. But as no. soon as I, I, as soon as I, yeah, I don't want to yeah. launch anything out there like that. As soon as I uh, get that, I will. The other thing that you know, it was, um, it, it's it's confirmed. But it was something that everybody, I think everybody knew 
So I don't, yeah. I don't think it's. I'm breaking great news. Is is Gonzalo is going to be the comeback player of the year mm-hmm. for for MLS? And and if you see the the, the other two guys, you know they they got good stories, and everything. But Gonzalo is the full feel good story. It, it's it's the perfect fit. So I I, I thought he was um, going to win it anyway before I actually got confirmation that that's going to happen. Yeah. So that should be that should be getting announced um, at any time. You know, it should be getting announced soon. Um, and then the, the last one, which is more of a, a, a work in progress. You know, there, there was information relayed to me that Robbie Robinson, which is a, another, you know, controversial player for Inter Miami for the fans, because some people love mm-hmm. him and some people hate him. And, and they hate him because he, he's, he was a number one pick. Um, he's been injured a lot, yeah. injury prone too. But he's got you know, a lot of tools that you look for in an attacking player, a forward. You know, they used him a lot on the wing. This year, and he didn't do too bad. But to me, to me, he's more of a forward in the middle of that four-three-three. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Ascona, Ascona is another young, talented midfielder. And and it seems like Inter Miami has a, a lot of those right now. So it's not a lot of room. You know, he yeah. plays on the wing, so they got a lot of a lot of wingers. And the, the the information that was relayed to me is that these two players are going to be you know sent to Saragossa. I don't have the exact details of the transaction. But that's what was relayed to me, and it's a, something in progress. This this is definitely something that has been talked about, okay? And so hopefully it, it goes to fruition. But you know maybe they change their minds and, and do something else with them. But they definitely talked about that, and it's a great option. You know that you know, the Moss own own the, that team. Jorge Moss has a yeah. majority interest in that team. It's an in amazing opportunity. Real Zaragoza, yeah. It's an amazing oh, opportunity. Yeah, that's a traditional team over there. It, yeah, know, yeah. It, they're, they're playing it, it the second down, division, right? It went down, but and they and they put some a lot of money into it, and they're they're building a project. They brought a, a lot, a few good young players over there. I'm I'm a fan of uh, Junior Barranquilla in Colombia because mm-hmm. that's where I was born. I was born in Barranquilla, oh, okay. Colombia, um, and I know one of the guys, uh, Gabriel Fuentes. He was the the left back. He was, mm-hmm. you know, bought by Saragossa. And he's having an amazing, uh, you know season right nice. now he just came in and it's playing great he wasn't doing so great in junior so a lot of these young guys sometimes they need to change the scenery yeah and and so that could be i think robbie is a talented player he hasn't shown his full potential but there was a reason he was a, the, mm-hmm. the first pick right there was a yeah. reason the, the guy's got the height it's the prototypical He's out of Clemson, right? He was, yes, Clemson. He, he's got the prototypical, you know, he's got the height, yeah. the speed, strong when you look at him. But he actually has skill, too. You know? Yeah. He just needs to, you know, finish a little bit better. Is, but, is uh, he, he's, he was supposed to be what uh, Campana ended up becoming, I imagine. That That's what I would imagine. That's what they got him for. But he's mostly on the wing. I don't do you think, think you could emergence... ever use Campana on the wing. No? I don't do you think you could ever use Campana on the wing. And, and this guy think... is on the wing. Do you think the emergence of Campana is the re- and maybe you know maybe realizing that they have better wing players is a reason why they they're just willing to ship him out to Zaragoza? I think there's uh, a lot of stuff behind. One is the the history of injuries. Also, you know, mm-hmm. there's a certain point where where you retire, and and I don't know how how much um, they meshed like the, his personality. Remember, Phil is very big into the locker room and yeah. the unity. So I don't. This is just, you know, seeing from the interviews and seeing. I don't know how his personality meshed, you know, with with, with the whole with the team mm-hmm. or with the coach. I, I I that's just my optics, you know. Yeah. I don't know if, if it meshed if he was, but um, 
he, he's very talented. I think it's a great opportunity for him. I think it's an amazing, oh, yeah. you know, I, if this, if this does work out, if it does happen, um, I, I think it's a great opportunity and he, he should take it, you know, with arms wide open because it's a sure. good style. And if they use him where he should be used properly, it, it's only going to be benefit for him. And then Ascona is very, very talented midfielder. Uh, the, the Spanish style mm -hmm. of soccer is very technical, which he is. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's a very elegant player. You know, it's a numbers game. He, he didn't get a chance now in the wings. He's not the fastest. So, um, Phil used a lot of speed on the yeah. wings. You know, mm -hmm. he's got a, a lot of speed. Um, Taylor, Robert Taylor, which is the guy that plays everything, you know, played a few times on the wing. He played sometimes mm -hmm. 10. He played forward. He played everything. Well, he's a very, very good player. He's very fast. Then you have um, Lassiter, who, who has speed for mm -hmm. days. He just burns. He needs to be more technical, in my opinion. But um, so yeah. he's going up against Rayito. Rayito is is a project. <laughs> Rayito better watch out. Rayito is a project too that that Phil mm -hmm. has some patience for him. But next season better be not Rayito, better be Rayo. Yeah. He better he better produce because I, I don't think they'll have too much patience. You know, yeah. he's got all the talent, and like you said, hey, he takes one, two, he dances, and then doesn't finish the play. So he, he needs yeah. to he needs to finish it. He needs to finish. He's got all the time in the world. I I think they missed him against NY. You know, New York City FC. Mm -hmm. It was a game where you would want Rayito to to cause havoc. You needed that type of guy there, and and Phil didn't line him up. Didn't put him on yeah. the roster. But uh, yeah, the, no, there's there's some good guys uh, staying. I they're gonna have their their DPS available, and um, Pozuelo is a big uh, question mark. Yeah, you, know, you to, don't think to, he'll to return? To, to me, it depends. It's all like a, it's a business, right? How mm -hmm. much? How much is he willing to sacrifice? Was, was this I don't the last know year if, of his contract? Yeah, his, his he, uh -huh. he he was playing, you know, to for a contract here, and he mm -hmm. and he they said that in the interview, like when when they were talking about the trade and stuff, you know, he said, "Hey, you know, I I I'll, I'll bet on myself. Give me the chance, and and you'll mm -hmm. see." And I think he did pretty good. I just don't know if he's um, a DP player anymore in regards yeah. to to age and production mm -hmm. um you know and i i like i like him but i don't like him as as my money player i i think that the league has shown the mls has shown that you can get some young creative players yeah uh and 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 put them in there right away i i think he you know he's not as mobile as he needs to be for for this team he's a great Great player, but I, I I think the team needs a little bit more mobility. Look at the the, the the perfect example to me was the Orlando City game. You know, you had you had yeah. Duke and you had Indy Basilev, but mm -hmm. Basilev that was like the, he played out of his mind. Like that was the best game he ever played. Yeah. I think you know <laughs> th those two guys were just owning the midfield, playing amazing. Mm -hmm. Basilev was up and down, and 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 he's not um Postwater's not going to give you that. He's not going to give you that yeah. up and down all over that. He gives you you know. The maturity, mm -hmm. control. I got the ball. I can block. I'm gonna give you a good pass. Mm -hmm. You know that. But so I, I guess I, it all really depends on what uh, Phil Neville wants absolutely. to see at out of the, that position. At the end of the at the end of the day is is what mm -hmm. Phil you know decides. He 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 favored Pozuelo. You know yeah. when when he came in, Duke lost a lot of playing time, lost that starting spot, mm -hmm. and I don't know if a player like Bryce. You know, you can have another year of just having him there. You know, you he needs to play. He needs to he play. Needs, yeah. He needs to play, and he's shown that that he has ability, and he needs mm -hmm. to grow. He said it when when I interviewed uh, mm -hmm. Bryce. 
you know, I asked him, you know, the things where you need to grow. He said, I need to score more. He's yeah. aware, uh, you know, I need to score more. I, I, I need to be a, a bigger influence in the game because he, he was team leader in assists. And he wasn't the, 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 yeah, he had seven assists. And he wasn't the, the full-time starter the whole season. He Man. missed. At the you beginning know, of the season, he was injured. Yeah. You remember that? He was injured. Right, when he, he st- in- right when he started to pick up steam and, and people were, like, putting eyes on him, like, oh, yo, this kid is really good. That's when Pozuelo, Pozuelo came in. And that's when he, he like, kind of progress stoppers. momentum. Progress yeah. stoppers, man. And then everybody says, you know, Pozuelo was the difference to, to – he was, and he, he was one of the reasons why the absolutely why the you, you can't take that away from him because exactly. he brought but that. They should have they should have found a way to keep Duke yeah. in with Pozuelo. Yeah, your two best you know? when they played together, they they were magic, man. Yeah. They played together. You know, they they couldn't focus just on Pozuelo. Yeah. They had to worry about the kid over here too. Exactly. So you know, I I, I wish I think they can play together. I just don't know if if Pozuelo is going to be mm-hmm. a DP. I don't. So I'm not breaking any of that news or any information All right. <laughs> on that. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see about Robbie and, and but, when, but when you do, but when you do break it, shoot us a text right before so we can retweet you right away. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was one of those in the moment things. It's funny yeah. that you mentioned that because that's the one that's taking all the traction. That's the that's the uh-huh. tweet that that's that's gotten you know a, a, a lot of uh, mentions and and people are mm-hmm. talking about it. I even had a guy. Reach out to me from Spain via uh, um, send Twitter? me an email. No, he sent oh. me an email, but I'm not even oh. sure if it's legit or not. So I haven't really paid attention to it. But that's the information I have, and and we're gonna go with that. And and I hope you know it does come to fruition. But definitely that has been talked about and has been in the works. Now we need yeah. to see. You know, it's like any business; it needs to be finalized. Exactly. All right, guys. Long show today, but. Good show. We had a uh, look at this weird ass hot girls here. What? Nobody clicked Whoa. that link. Whoa! <laughs> Time out. That's hope, I, that's through that's through YouTube. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, hot, hot girls here are, is watching the Five Reasons YouTube network. So. Okay. YouTube, wild <laughs> oh, you well, we got we got man. we got hot guys right here, man. We got Jake from Lemon City Live. That's right. Oh yeah. We got That's right. We got the news, news We got La Voz. <laughs> we got La over here. So I don't blame them. They're looking at hot guys. I'm just not gonna there we go. click on that link. I, yeah, I don't, don't click anybody. that link. I don't advise anybody to click <laughs> on that link. Rookie mistake, guys. Oh, don't do God. it. Yeah, don't click links you don't know. Yeah. All right, Jake, you'll be at uh, you'll be at Panthers this weekend, so everybody look out for that. Yeah. Xavier, you're gonna start working on World Cup stuff. Yeah, and, and and mm-hmm. and uh, November 10th, November 10th. We didn't talk about that. The whip, the real national team, you know, the team that's uh-huh. won World Cups, the, the women's women. national team. Yes, the real studs of, of that's of what we're all here for. in the U.S. Yes, the women's national team is gonna play Germany. Yeah, November Germany. 10th. That that's a nice. matchup. That's a great great matchup. And yeah. then, and then, uh, November is it nineteenth? Off the top of my head, I think um, it's nineteenth. It, uh, Colombia will play Paraguay in a friendly yeah. down here. So uh, uh, get my credentials. That's awesome. gonna be that's gonna be that's oh, yeah. gonna be awesome. We're getting we we're getting you, we set, man. The the soccer the soccer mm-hmm. is coming. The World Cup now. You know, funny thing about World Cup. Anybody that doesn't like soccer, oh blah blah blah, you have them glued to the TVs watching the storylines. You know, know, looking at it, and then everybody watches, and then they realize, wow, that many people actually watch 
the World Cup. So you mean it's mm -hmm. like 20 times bigger than the Super Bowl? Wow, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, yeah, no. Twitter recently, uh, they, they released a, a, a stat saying that soccer was the most tweeted about sport this year. And yeah. Any year, right? I, I actually, but yeah. It's not that soccer, surprising. It's not well, surprising. Yeah, it's, it's the world's game. It's the world's game. It's you, the world's game. Exactly. Yeah, you can find it everywhere. You know, I'm sure. I'm mm -hmm. sure the penguins in Antarctica even play that when nobody's <laughs> looking. You know. Yeah, I've man. I've seen, I've I've seen penguino. I have a friend that plays with us in the mornings, and we call him the penguin. So for sure, I know penguins play soccer. Uh, is it the penguin with the uh, waddle? No. <laughs> Why they got? No, no, no. Really, no. Really I, I used they to have. I used to have. I used to have a friend in high school who was Colombian, and and his name was Edwin, but everybody called him Penguin. No, I was way. like, "Yo, do you know oh, him? Yeah. That's awesome." <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't exactly. be surprised if I do. If I actually see the person, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, seeing seeing those stupid spam comments there um, uh -huh. oh. ha has has reminded me of the real big phony of the week in the uh -oh. world of sports. Uh oh, and I'm not going to get too into it, but you you all have seen what has gone on with the uh, Wisconsin volleyball team. We all have seen it, right? No. Oh, I, I, I don't want to leave you on a cliffhanger, but <laughs> you watching the volleyball team has been the phony of of, of the entire uh, fall semester of collegiate sports. Men's, women's, wait, which one? Wh uh, Penguins. Wisconsin women's volleyball team. Okay. Uh, what did they do? Let's just say they got a little wild after uh, every win um, so oh. far this season. Girls gone wild. And what are they twerking on court or something? <laughs> if, if if only if if it, if it was that simple, I don't think anyone would have minded. But okay, I don't you know, I, I don't even want to know. That's is gonna it, is, it on, is it on is it on YouTube? Is it on YouTube? Is is it these girls? Is it the? <laughs> I think that's <laughs> them right there. I think that's them. That's Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, don't click the link right. about it. Is go. don't click the link, guys. Yo. Not gonna say much, but you'll land on Wisconsin. Can you erase, can you erase that? Can you erase that? <laughs> Block those people, man. Block them. They're trying oh, to win Lord. our show. Seriously. All right, everybody. I think that I think that's good for tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Jake from Lemon oh, City. Now, now you got me thinking about Wisconsin. I don't even know if I want to go check or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you if you missed the show, you want to listen back, just make sure to check out uh wherever you get your podcasts tomorrow morning. We'll be up there. Um, and we'll see you next week. Any, any parting words, gentlemen? Uh, next uh, next time I see you all here, remind me to get you some souvenirs from the races. Oh yes, let me get some of that. I wrote a song about it. Like the kid, here go. You live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads.